it to the basement of the club. Let's take it to the basement of the club. Let's take it to the basement of the club. Let's take it to the basement of the club. Go underground, 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 go underground. Get dirty with it, get nasty. 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 Now shake that ass on the floor, girl. Now shake that ass on the floor, girl. Now shake that ass on the floor, girl. Now shake that ass on the. I think the best part about that is uh, the image of you wearing skinny jeans. Wow. Skinny jeans are Was it circa 2010? Yeah. No, no. MGK made... I don't like really MGK that much, but he really... Like, you could wear skinny jeans now. Young Thug wore skinny jeans. I probably had them on... Probably, like I said, it's probably circa 2009-ish, 10-ish. I can't yeah. do... I, I've only been able to do slim because I think they look nicer if you're trying to look a little bit nicer, but skinny... I, I've even tried them on. That's just difficult for me. I don't have the, I don't have the body type. I accidentally bought skinny jeans. Like <laughs> I, I, I went to buy Slim, like on OldNavy.com or something, probably like 2012. Oh, online. And then I yeah, put yeah. them on, and I was like, whoa, these are really slim. And my dad's like, what the hell are you wearing over there, Brian? And then I was just like, nah, these are actually pretty comfy. So I started fucking with, because I used to wear baggier. Well, yeah, that, yeah, it was like that, and they slimmed down. I think it's going back the other way, though. I think a uh, looser, uh, baggier fit is... Uh, who is the dude that started, like, who was the yeah. guy who was in the back? Like, we were all, because I, I used to really love baggy pants. You just, it was just comfortable, like the loose fit ones. Who's the dude that really was just like, you know what, man? We're going to snug this up a little. Like, who's the who's that pioneer? Because we don't <laughs> I mean, know who that guy is. Who started that trend, and everyone's like, emo. Yeah, like it was punk scene it, back in the day. They used to like movie. literally wear girls' jeans. Yeah, because it, they didn't make them for men. You know, it, it could go back to like even like '80s hair bands. Yeah, that too. But those oh, were more like yeah. spandex leather. Yeah. yeah, but they were still like really. Like, were, it was, yeah. like what, what, what before that, where men could wear like like slimmer clothing on their legs or even on their like. Well, that tops. was like the the those oh, '80s yeah, hair bands. Yeah, those yeah. '80s hair bands. They were doing skinny jeans, but it wasn't the stretchy shit. They were just buying really small. Like hard denim, <laughs> yeah, and wrapping that shit yeah, up. Yeah. Crops, makeup. Yeah, congratulations to all of you guys. We miss you. I hope you don't ever, <laughs> hope you don't come back. So uh, we have another guest in the studio today. Uh, with me, obviously, Brian on time. I'm early today. You are early today. It's because you were late over something else, and yeah. you just stayed here. <laughs> but uh, so we've uh, obviously had a lot of guests recently, and we're really excited about this one because we're kind of branching into some. Different territory where we're not just having you know, the same type of person. We're trying to get some new people, especially in the Cleveland area. And pretty excited to have on uh, recording artist Mook the God. Thanks for coming, bro. Wow, brother. thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure. I was looking forward to this for a minute. Right? Yeah, so. Glad po- podcast, have you, how many podcasts have you been on? Not many. Dude, they're Not fun. many. Maybe like one, and I don't even remember. So, like, maybe none. Yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. I've always dug them. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for a little while, but the. Uh, I don't know, just because you get to just meet and talk to new people, kind of cross promote stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've been. Yeah. I'm listening to your, your music likes like two weeks when Brian like kind of introduced oh, me cool. to you. So I awesome. dig it. Thanks. It's cool. Appreciate I like that. It. I like that a lot. You do a lot of that producing. You're, I mean, how much of that is just you? Well, like not a lot of it. I am a producer. I haven't, you know, produced as much in recent years. Um, but I started out producing uh, and rapping and things like that. But a lot of my solo and current material is. Uh, it's either produced, yeah, most of it's produced by my buddy Connor Musara, um, who is a young man who's from Cleveland, went to Hawken, like, yeah. then he went to college, uh, Berkeley College of Music, 
in Boston. Oh shit! But he didn't. You know, he dropped out and moved to L.A. You know, yeah. he's been there for a few years. But I've been working with him ever since he was at Hawking, and he's been a beast back then. So. I realized that's the thing about like the the art forms is like I didn't go to college for like to like learn you know like stage or anything. I just kind of like I just kind of did it. You know, but right. I know a lot of like music people and like a lot of theater, like 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 theater people and everything. Some of them did theater school, but but most of them they went to college, and even if they majored in it, they're like, ah, I just rather have the experience, and they drop out and they just start doing their own thing. Right. Which is a guy. I mean, I. It's a common experience. That was my experience. I mean, I went to the University of Akron. I didn't finish my studies. As soon yeah. as I stopped attending, I immediately started up a band, and I've been doing it yeah. ever since. Because so. you knew what you wanted to do, right? Like, yeah, it's just kind of like I was doing it before. I was doing it all up in college. I'm bumping my, you know, beats and stuff like that in my dorm room. My, you know, roommate's getting pissed. Like, are you really listening to this stuff over and over? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> that's how I do it. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, so it was just kind of like a thing that I was always doing. In high school, too, I mean, talent shows in school, like, I was just always – down to perform and do music you from akron no i'm from cleveland cleveland yeah yeah uh south euclid lindhurst area all right how yeah. was your first like because because i i had an experience like i always knew i wanted to do like be funny you know i think it was like jim carrey i was like okay he's wow. funny yeah, i like funny. i like what he does he can express himself in a weird way because i in high school i did a um like a like a it was like a lip sync thing like for like a spirit games or whatever like they had all the all the grades like go against each other and i ate a dick the first time because it was like adele so i just put on a wig like someone some fat kid was supposed to do it and we were like yeah because it's adele he's gonna wear a wig that's adele yeah. he's like oh yeah he dropped out so brian you're gonna put on this really big blue black dress and put on a wig and i was like that's not gonna work and they were like yeah no it's will you're funny i was like no but i'm not i don't i look nothing like yeah, adele that's... i'm just a skinny guy just and i started like dancing and shit and i was eating a dick everyone's like what is going on here and I'm just I'm feeling like a like a like a half like a half ballerina and just like kind of just doing dumb shit like throwing shit at people. It was a bomb. But you probably had to like I mean but you did that music. takes balls though. So I mean yeah. it's just even the fact that you got up there, especially last minute, like that is that takes some balls. Yeah, it's but but how was yours? Like like did you already have you had like how many songs did you have or like where are you talking about like, like in talent shows? Yeah, and stuff like back your first live performance. It was. Uh, like fifth and sixth grade, like back to back years. Oh, uh, I think both years. <laughs> One year, I think I did the first year. I think I did like "Wobble Wobble" by the Five O Four Boys, <laughs> uh, which was like Master P and his yeah. brother and like Mystical or something. Um, and it was me and a buddy of mine. We did that in front of the whole school, killed it, rocked it. Um, the following year, we did the number one stunner by Baby or like the big timers of yeah. Cash Money Records because Cash Money Records was taking over right around that yeah, this time. This was like, what, 08? I mean, well, Cash Money Records took over in the 9, 9, 2000s. This was a minute <laughs> well, ago. Well, no, I'm talking young, I was talking young money, Cash Money. No, 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 we're talking <laughs> OG Cash Money OG Records. Cash yeah, money. yeah, so, but I did uh, that. I like put like an aluminum foil uh, grill in my mouth and everything. <laughs> oh. and, like, it was, uh, it was hilarious. I mean, I tore it down, still didn't win, but you know did you, you you yeah but i mean like that like at that point like what were you like you're like okay no it was just fun for me you know it was fun i got up in front of the whole school fifth sixth grade or whatever or maybe it was like no i think it was no yeah it was like seventh and eighth graders no fifth whatever something like that yeah those primary years but uh yeah i just it was fun for me to get up in front of a crowd and like i didn't care like my school like some people can't do that or like some people just don't have a desire to do oh, that no. but yeah. i can't necessarily that i say i knew i had a desire to do it but i just knew it was easy for me it was fun for me 
it was cool. No, that, that that's not that's a personality trait. I think if someone mm-hmm. can actually do that, mm-hmm. uh, whether even if it's just you know singing someone else's material or especially writing your own and do that, that that's right. a you know the 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 stage fright, the the, the fear of public speak. Those those are real things. Some people can't do that. Some people get up there and realize, as it looks like you did, I don't have a problem with this at all. In fact, I really enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. It was like that. Pretty it's much cool at a young age to do that. I couldn't do that at a young age. I, I, I was sixth grade. Oh my god! Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you're what? You're you're ten to ten years old in fifth grade, right? Nine to ten. Yeah, it you're was like all ten good. to twelve. Just like, yep, I'm gonna yeah, do it. Right. I'm gonna have fun with it. Which is very difficult. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's very very difficult. Yeah. Any any performing is gonna be difficult. What you do is difficult. You know what I do is not. If I don't like it, I can edit it, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's but hard. I mean that that's a that, that's a that's a different 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 thing for sure. I remember I played in bands for for years, and I remember the first time doing it. It's not. It sounded so cool on the way up to it. Yeah, for and sure. And then, you know, things are about to get started. Everyone's kind of quiet, looking at you, and like your first time out, all your friends come out. There's like seventy people, and I'm like. Shit, I'm about to sing in front of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's nerve wracking. Yeah, I was it is. Trying to hide behind a a mic that's like you know two inches thick. Yeah. I mean that that's rough. But you just you got right into it. You're like, I don't have a problem with the crowd. In fact, I kind of dig it. Yeah, exactly. And it just kind of was something that I kind of continuously did. You know, yeah. I was making beats and stuff like all throughout high school and like, um, yeah, stuff like that. I kept doing it throughout college, and I just dropped out of college. Like a day. comfortability thing too. You're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I started recording music in high school. And then, uh, you know, still at that point, I didn't think that, like, I was going to, you know, pursue it like that. But Yeah, it was just know. like a hobby, pretty much. Yeah, it was like, just still, like it, was, doing this. it was fun. You know, I had met up with some kids who, you know, had the ability to record me. So they were like, you should record. I'm like, okay. And, yeah. You know, it was, that was like 17. So I've been recording since I was like 17. Damn. Yeah. When did you start making beats? Uh, let's see. Um Early, I mean, like maybe like around like the year two thousand, maybe. So when you're making the beats, well, I guess is it just something? At least at that time, is it something you're like, I just really like doing this. Yeah. Did fun. you want to just do it something live, or were you not really even thinking about it? I didn't even think about doing live stuff until like, you know, years later. Until like maybe like right after college, um, you know, and um, I had gotten an opportunity to do my first show at the No Longer Standing Peabodies. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we've all, you know, had some traction there at oh, some yeah. point or another. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah. I, uh, shout out to that place, you know, it definitely <laughs> gave us, uh, gave me my opportunity. But I think, you know, we had an opportunity to play a show there. Um, long story. But uh, I got my first show there. And then uh, a buddy of mine, a chemist of Smokescreen, a.k.a. Broken Keys. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I was like, yo, man, we just got this show booked. My uncle and I, we all made beats and stuff. And He's like, can I come up there and rap with y'all? I'm like, hell yeah, come up, come up, dude. So I was like, all right, we got to put something together. And yeah. then we, uh, you know, we wrote a song to perform live, and we performed it live. And then a, someone saw us perform it and approached us after we stepped off the stage, uh, and they were just like, yo, you guys need help with more shows and putting an actual record together. Like, let me help you. A guy named Doc Remedy, Primal Rage Music. He's been in the Cleveland hip hop scene a long time, but. Uh, yeah, he gave us our first opportunity, and then we just kind of, you know, learned with that dude. Yeah. We put our first album out, I guess, after that encounter with him, like, maybe, like, five or six months later, and then we just kind of been running with it. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he, like, helped us put it to, like put it all together, like, 
a actual CD with a booklet and like, like yeah, it was crazy. I, I started CDs. booking the shows and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I miss CDs. Yeah, I really, really do. I, They're I was... still around. I mean, but you know, it's definitely mostly digital or even vinyl or cassette or like people are like anything but a CD. But they're still around. Yeah, yeah. I like, think CDs will have a comeback. I mean, vinyl had a comeback. Yeah, yeah. I still like vinyl. Yeah. I still buy vinyl. It's stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah. Vinyl, the whole nostalgia. It's a, it's a, it's a, and like, a... I'm I'm an old soul and a young body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of people my age are just buying, like they have like record players and shit. Yeah, I have a few records, but no record players. So I know it's kind of a faux pas, but some of the stuff is cool. And I, uh, yeah, I do. I got a record player. I've got about maybe 30, 30 vinyl upstairs. Just kind of selective ones that I really, really like. Right. Kind of like old. What's your favorite vinyl? You oh, got? man. Uh, I feel like you have one Frank Sinatra vinyl. No, I was never that dude. <laughs> I never, like, like Moon I, River. Wow. I, I was never that guy that got convinced that he was a really good musician. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I was just never into that. Like yeah. a, a, the one, I guess a, a go-to that I always go back to is uh, The Clash, London Calling. Ooh, okay. I, Classic, I, yeah. I just, the, that's what most of my vinyl is. I don't, I don't have a lot of like past 10-year vinyl. Okay. I have some for yeah. sure, but I have, obviously I got like The Clash or like uh, Hendrix, um... Soldier Michael Boy? Jackson. Like, so, oh. Do you have a Soldier Boy vinyl? No, I don't have a wow. Soldier Boy vinyl. He changed the game. He did. I always say that. Like, he him, did. And, like him and Chief Keith. They both did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Soldier I don't know. You know, you know about like Soldier Boy. He he did this thing on LimeWire, to where he would like put, like like when Crank Dat came, like when he made Crank Dat, he would put it on LimeWire and put it in as like a nothing but a G thing. Or like right. any hit song, and people would download it and listen to it, and they'd hear Crank Dat, and he'd be like, they're like, oh, what's this? And then they'd look it up, and it was Soldier Boy. He sold all of he he got his fan base because they were looking for other songs and found that one. Oh, I didn't. Wow. Know. Yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah. Back in the MySpace days too, he was pretty in like I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. Was, it's like MySpace show, yeah. right? Now, he I started the dance. I don't know. Did he start the dance craze? Like having dances. I mean, dudes? I think that was like a like a down south thing, more or less. Like, yeah, like they just were really creative and cranking out new dances but he definitely pioneered like two or three of them yeah like he had the crank dad he had the the bird walk the bird oh i forgot bird walk was fire don't ever forget Do you know the bird, the bird walk, walk no i can't even keep up with yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't learn i'm i can't learn new dances i'm not even good at the old ones but. well they used to be back in the day they used to be like one step two steps max like today yeah. it's like a it's a whole choreographed thing but i mean you know it's it's cool to see how how it's progressed and stuff but yeah it's no, I'm still trying yeah. to master the uh, that Depeche Mode personal Jesus song. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I could still probably knock that out if it Shout came out up. To Depeche if it came Mode. up right now, I could. Yeah. Depeche Mode's another vinyl form. Shout out, dude! Oh, yeah. Depeche Shake the Mode, disease. that's my jam. Depeche Mode is another uh, vinyl, one. and Depeche Mode to me is still that's one that uh, I I I've, I hate talking about personal Jesus so much because I think people. You know, people that don't really know just hear that song like it's goofy. People don't understand how influential Depeche Mode was on oh, so yeah. many oh, artists yeah. even across the spectrum. Even myself, yeah. Shout Every, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 they're still my my one live that I've never seen. That that's, They're actually the one that I would probably pay. We were talking about this the other day with a friend of mine. Like, where would you pay a lot of money to see? And I don't have very many of them. Depeche Mode would be one where I would probably drop a... a a decent amount of money right. to go see live oh for sure and yeah some of them you have to like I, i'm like that too if it's someone that i'm really into um or know that it's a rarity that they're even in the states or something like that I'll oh pay, yeah yeah, uh, yeah you have I, to. I, I paid whatever to go very to much like yeah. a lot of them like like the ones that I, I typically do like or would follow or go see live they're not ones that would even cost 
they're still in the forty fifty dollar range. Uh huh. But yeah, a, a Depeche. I wish I could pay forty fifty dollars for it. Well, I mean, yeah. because nowadays that's a cheaper. That's yeah, that's cheap, what I'm saying. That, that's, I wish, a, that's a regular yeah. concert. You know, that's a cheaper. Maybe. That, yeah. That's a cheaper show. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. I remember when shows were still ten bucks, five bucks to get into. Right. You know, but like yeah. a cheap show now, like now, and that's the way I've been kind of wired now. When well, that's actually when there was live shows. But yeah. like someone yeah, come and tell me like, oh, it's forty dollars, <laughs> totally doable. Yeah. You know, because you know there was a time when. You know, like I call it the Ticketmaster phase, if you want, but everything the was Ticketmaster. They they tack in all those those fees, those and fees, everything yeah, was ninety, a hundred dollars to go see anyone yeah. for one yep. ticket. The crazy thing is, like, like, like we're all dudes, so we we like unless we know someone, unless we know someone performing or someone backstage, like if we buy a bad ticket, if we buy like the worst ticket, we are getting the worst seat. Oh, yeah. If we were all girls, hey, move forward. Now nah, move a little forward more. Now you guys. Yeah. You guys move all the way up front, like because my sister and my mom, like they they would they saw Justin Bieber like three years ago, mm-hmm. and they bought the cheapest tickets, and some dude just kept getting them to move forward, well, like and they end up all the way in the front. Know, it's funny, so the cheap, but what is the cheapest ticket out of Justin? Oh, Bieber Justin, concert? that's probably like one hundred, one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, right? Like yeah. my wife saw Lady Gaga, I think two or three times. And each time she's like, "Well, our tickets weren't that good." And I'm like, "Really? According to PNC, you had really good tickets." Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we're 300 lighter. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, See, that's, that's uh, yeah. but that's, that's that that's what I'm talking especially about. Especially like, for the stadium shows. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. for that. Well, also, I don't even really, I don't even go to stadium shows. Like uh, the 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 biggest venue I I think I've been to in the last couple of years is probably Jacobs Pavilion, oh, which wow. is a which, great venue, which is a great yeah, place to venue. see. Yeah. A great place. Like we saw. Oh God, we saw what Leon Bridges there was an awesome. I show. wanted to go to that. I didn't so know I wasn't there. I can't remember what I was doing that night, but I really wanted to go to that. So He's so, so good. Yeah. So I got into him a couple years ago. He's really great. And then yeah. she's like, uh, Leon Bridges. I'm like, oh, we. And it's a Jacobs Pavilion. I wanted to go to that. It's oh, such a great man. show. It's a great, great venue. Yeah, with Cleveland is the backdrop. I've been to a lot of great it's, shows there. I performed there. So did I've, you really? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to perform there. It's oh. like one of my favorite venues. Did you? Didn't you open up for John Bellion? Were you there for that? No, I was there with uh, Big Sean and like, Damn. yeah, I think like, yeah, I was there with like Machine Gun Kelly and like Big Sean or something. Brian yeah. loves Machine Gun. We brought Kelly. MGK yeah. back. Loves well, loves him. <laughs> I have a hatred for MGK, not because like I, I I liked him growing up, but every single one of my failed relationships, I realized he was the factor. Wow. She's like, oh my god, I love MGK and Pete Davidson and and Mac Miller, and I'm like, okay, okay, so you like guys with, like mental problems. But when I'm insecure, you can't handle me. Fuck you. I'm Cleveland. I grew up in Cleveland long. MGK moved here when he was 15. I'm going to go on a rant. I'm going to hold it Don't back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love MGK's music. Like, Wild Boy. I mean, it was it was a movement. I um, Yeah, obviously with the, me doing this, I've been doing music since 2007. So yeah. uh, I've, I've, I've come across Machine Gun Kelly in, in my Cleveland uh, career, uh, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's nice every time I see him. You know he seems I mean? like a good he's dude. Cool. Also, I'm jealous. Uh, he's dating Megan Fox. Really? I did not know that, but shout out. <laughs> yes. uh, I did the first, uh, you know, he does uh, EST Fest. So I, I, was, yeah. I was at the first one at Nelson's Legends. Yeah, I love Nelson's Legends. performed Ledges. there, and like Project Pat was there, and like it was crazy. I was like a childhood dream of mine, and like That's meet Project awesome. Pat and like stand on stage while he's performing. And, that's yeah, pretty up cool. With MGK for a little bit, and uh, he seems yeah. like they—they they really, they seem like really cool dudes. He's like down chill. There. I mean, he's chill. He's you know, like in person or at least you know while you know he's chilling backstage. You know, that's most of us are just like chilling back there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, I mean, just trying to get our mind right before we hit the stage. But uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I did a show with like Kid Cudi at the Grog Shop, and Machine Gun Kelly was there. Like, I've done some stuff 
then like you know mgk was there just over the years and it's it's been insane to like watch his growth and uh yeah. and just kind of you know just blow up because he, years, he went so. from music like he was killing it in music and he wasn't like the big like by the time he made it to hollywood like movies and tv shows like he wasn't like the biggest rapper but you every year you were like he's just in, he was inching higher and higher i mean he's got a he's got a good team around him yeah i mean he uh you know he's he's definitely talented he's definitely you know a great performer i mean you know he's got the craziest some of the craziest energy i've seen on the stage but uh yeah you know but shout out to him you know? yeah you, you get to meet kid cuddy um i did not get to meet him that night it's funny because i've done shows with like a lot of people and like you don't always get to meet them you know what i mean yeah uh, but i did not get to meet cuddy that night cuddy was this is like early this is like when like a kid named cuddy was out or something like that and uh, it's like oh nine kid from cleveland or yeah something like that and uh, yeah it was like right around then and uh yeah no i was at the grog shop shout out to the grog shop uh and uh i didn't get to meet him that night he was kind of like in and out you know what i mean yeah but it was that was a cleveland night like i was opening up for kid cuddy and i think there's footage of this on youtube uh and it's like mgk speaking of he's just standing right in the back that's on the so stage. dope yes yeah, so you know what i'm saying so it was like really cleveland like dj ev was like djing for us so like it was like really and it was probably uh, packed it out was super was... cleveland you know it was like crazy cleveland Cuddy might be another one I would probably give some more money to go see too. But yeah, I also don't think yeah. his are terribly expensive. Outside of me doing that show with him, I haven't gotten to see him live. I was supposed to see him live in like '09. I had some tickets and stuff, but the got, same. got he was into just... some trouble and I wasn't able to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nothing's still pending, so you can talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Everything's cool. It was like ten years ago. I had oh. actually had gotten a DUI, and like it was like their summer of '09. So I was like, I had to. I was like actually in jail. Fuck, how long were you in jail for? I was in jail for 60 days. Fuck. In the county. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, I was pissed because I was like, man, I got these Kid Cudi tickets. <laughs> I want to go see Kid Cudi. I mean, it was obviously, I missed out on a lot of stuff. I missed out on a lot of shows. I missed out on everything. But it's yeah. funny because the whole time I was in there, um, which seemed like forever, but I mean, and it kind of is. It was like all summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh, my buddy, uh, Broken Keys, aka Chemist, was uh, on the outside just doing all these shows solo and stuff because we had a band called Smokescreen, and, yeah. you know, going. And uh, he was just, you know, yelling, free Mook at, like, every show. And just had everybody, <laughs> like, on MySpace and, like, at the, saying free Mook and everything. And, like, he actually organized a show, like, the day I got out. And, like, so I, like, literally got out that day, like, took a shower, ate some food, and then we did a show that night at the Grog Shop. That's and it was, like, awesome. so crazy. I was like, dude, it was... It was like, I felt like Pimp C. You know I mean? <laughs> so if I could shift gears a little bit, because you just kind of said something that kind of triggered a, a question. So you said that the DUI was about 10 years ago. Yeah. But I also saw something recently where you're nine years sober. Yeah. Is that related? Well, no, way? yeah. It was a DUI was like 11 years ago. Yeah, because I didn't stop drinking until I was 24. 24? Okay. So, yeah, I, that, like, I was, DUIs happened at like 21, 22. Yeah. And then I stopped drinking when I was 24. So, because, you know, it was wild, you know. Sure. Like, you know, I just, you know, would drink. Drinking's fun. And, you know, as a, as a as an artist, as a musician, these venues, like, your drinks are often comped or free. People want to buy you You're drinks. surrounded You're by it. your own drinks. Like, I just kind of overdid it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, you know, I started to see some consequences from it. And then I, uh, I stepped back from it, like, two years later. It was funny. Like, the day I was doing a show with, like, Arab Music, who produced a lot of, like, stuff for, like, Cameron and Diplomats and a lot of people yeah. he had his own great music and he did a lot of festivals and stuff but I was doing a show that night and uh, at the Grog and I was just really wasted mm -hmm. 
and I don't know. I just woke up the next morning. And I was like, I'm done, and then that was it. So the crazy thing I've realized about performing and shit like that is when when I had like, I've done. I don't. I, I try not to drink. Right. Really, anything before a show. Yeah. Because honestly, doing the show, like if I'm, I've done shows wasted, mm-hmm. and not no one idea. can tell. Oh, that's cool. It's always like a it, well. For me, it was like a couple of people could tell, like people that like knew me, but other people couldn't tell. Like, oh yeah, no, he's just on stage doing his thing. Right. But I'd be like, oh, because because it's like immediately like, oh, I'm drunk. Oh fuck, fuck. Snap! I'm about to go on. What's up, everyone? How we did? And then immediately like the voice goes the stage voice, and it's like kind of becomes routine for a second. Right. You know? So that's like I, I I don't really drink too much like before like big shows or something. I maybe maybe have like one beer or something. And you don't want to forget your material. You exactly. Know what I mean? So like, cause it's like that. But I'm sure with with comedy, it's definitely like that with music. You know, you're up yeah. there fumbling your words around, and it's mm-hmm. like stuff that you know, and it's just kind of like you know, like you said, maybe the people in the audience don't notice it as much or don't care, but you do. At the end of the performance, you're like man, I blew that. You know what I'm saying? And oh like, sure, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, we we I don't you know try to. I don't. Yeah, I remember because we when I met you, I met you with Broken. It was it was through Dave uh, Dave Morales when he yeah, did the show in the rain. Funny man. Yeah. Yeah, it was me, you. Uh, bro, it was Broken Keys, and then I think because we performed. I, I've I've been with you a couple times in the rain. Right. The first time it was the, it was like they had a, I think it might have just been a regular show. Yeah, like Uniontown or something. Yeah, it was Uniontown Provisions, yeah. and yeah. then the set, that was a really fun show. Yeah. And then, because I, I was telling Joe about earlier, it's like kind of like like how Dave runs his show is kind of like it's kind of like Chappelle's show, right? To where it's like comedy, it's not like sketch or anything, but it's stand up. And at the end, like he brought you and Broken Keys on, and you guys fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah. The audience was laughing, and and then all of a sudden, like the vibe changed, like because even me, I was like laughing the whole time. Then I was like, okay. Then it kind of started like head beating and shit, and just like yeah. kind of relaxing in a separate way. I love right. that idea. And that was yeah. I, I really love that idea because that's a. I, I just think it's a cool way to kind of shift gears at the same time, still being entertainment and have a different type of vibe. It's a cool way to close shows, and plus it it takes me back to like what we were talking like a uh, uh, Living Color used to do that all the time. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, like 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 so li- good. Living Color. So I did, good. The, the first time I think I really noticed it was going back to another final that I have bought was uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Far Side. Okay. So Farside did passing me by at the end of uh, one of the the shows. I loved in Living Color because I thought Damon Wayans was a funny. Goes person. back to Jim Carrey too. We're just going full that's circle. He got well, his first start. He got to start there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I thought Damon Wayans was the funniest dude on the planet. I think he's still. I think yeah, he's that still, whole his, family. His stand up. Yeah. His yeah. stand up was so 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 funny. Every time they would do the, uh, I don't know what they would call the sketch, but it was basically where uh, Keenan was playing Tyson. Uh, <laughs> one of them was playing Foreman. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was just like all these old boxers living together. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but the the first time that it wasn't the first time that they did it, but it was the first time I really noticed where I stayed tuned in was to watch Farside do "Pass Me By" at the end of the show. Yeah, and I was like, God, that's that's fucking cool. It's a great right. vibe being a part. Like I, I was never a part of it. Dave is really good at doing his Lorraine shows like that. Like yeah. it's a whole, it's a it's a separate entity. It's not only comedy, not only music, but Dave is like you know Dave's a party guy. Right. So he brings that party atmosphere into the, the, the shows he produces, particularly in Lorraine. I mean, that's where he's from, and he does a great job of that. He's like a freaking local celebrity over there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I everyone every knows. Time. Yeah, he's just the party dude. Yeah. And, but probably. not in, like, a bad way, and just of, like, no, every, so like everyone's like, like hey, we can't. Dave. Yeah, people are dapping him up, waving yeah. from across the street, honking, driving by, all kind of stuff. And it'll be random people. It'll be, like, some, like, really hot blonde chick or some, like, 65-year-old white dude that owns a boat. <laughs> like, yeah. They'll be like, yo, what's up, Dave? He's just a real, you know. 
real oh, people. If I, ever get, yeah. if I ever get stuck in Lorraine or I think I'm in trouble in Lorraine, I'm going to start dropping that dude's name because he's kind of like the unofficial mayor. Oh, Basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah when, I'm ever ch- when I'm chilling with that dude, it's like, yeah, everybody knows what's up. You yeah. know, they're rolling out the red carpet. I was going to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up now, I guess. It was when the last time I saw it, it was you. I think we all showed up to, to Dave's house, Dave's apartment, right before the, the fish. What was that place? What was that festival called? Uh, Burning Fish or Burning Fire fish. fish. Yeah, it was something because the whole thing, the like I didn't fish, know what I, I was. Did you know what you were getting into with that? No, I had no idea. It was kind of like Eyes Wide Shut meets like... I don't know some. I don't know. It was very interesting. I had a lot of mixed emotions about it, like afterwards. Yeah. So so no. So so Joe, I'm uncomfortable. We'll describe there. So what happens is <laughs> it was we, interesting. Yeah. It's this festival, like in downtown Lorraine, like like the whole streets, like people walk around with booze. You know they, you know they. It's a big party. Yeah, food trucks. It seems all yeah. well and good. People, you know, in the streets and things like that. But then, like we go into one, like we're all like kind of pre-gaming, you know, like a couple of us are drinking and like you know dave brought food and everything and all of a sudden he pulls out this bag of mushrooms and he's like hey who's down and i was like oh fuck i never done that <laughs> never done the oh wow yeah i microdosed i took a little bit I and thought I, that's and a great area it was, to start doing it was that. after my it was after my set though because we end up going back and forth but right before the show we end up going into this was before the little mushroom trip i remember we walked into that it's right by dave's apartment uh, it was like you walk in and like they, they made it like it was like really trippy. Like there was a lady like dressed in all colors and she was you she, she was, was like the, the 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 what do you call it? The Did she run it? Well basically not she just kinda seemed to me is it was very uh like ceremonious. Like it was like yeah. a uh tradition or something like that, like a like a Lorraine they, ritual. Yeah. She was kind of like the very ring, ritualistic. The she was like, yeah, yeah, like the, uh, I can't remember, like the headmistress of the ceremony or whatever. Yeah, she was like guiding everyone. Like we, we met her and then she was like, it's kind of like guiding us into it. Like, yeah. but we weren't on anything yet. But she had on like <laughs> something similar like that. Like that, uh, you know, she had to, uh, like something like a mask with like, like horns a headdress and, stuff. and weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, like I said, it just kind of reminded me of some like serious, like occult type stuff yeah and, uh, it, was, it was like it was like if a cult went to a rave yeah basically it was like yeah they met each other in like a like a carnival like a like a family carnival like a you know yeah it was because it, it was interesting though because we all especially did our, on shrooms yeah yeah so. it was because I, I never did it before so like i mean we were all there and then after the show we all we all went back then i took a little bit of i took a little bit of mushrooms and that was eye-opening and then all of a sudden it was the like what happens is they had this big fish that they paper made. mache it paper was huge mache, they had this huge paper mache fish that it's like a parade and they bring this fish like down the street and everyone's watching it and then after the fish goes everyone pretty much follows it and it leads to this like this open where they have like concerts like a lot line. like a black top lot yeah it's like a it's like a it was a, it was a nice lot a little hill and shit and then all of a sudden the fish goes over there and then there's like probably hundreds of people just surrounding it surrounding yeah. it and then they're doing this yeah they're doing the ritual thing and like and everyone's into it and I'm like what the fuck like I remember we were like what the fuck is going on here yeah. <laughs> it was just super ritualistic it just felt like you were like unknowingly a part of like some magic or something yeah you know what I mean so uh, and then they burn it so I I'm, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf. No, but that's what I picture. That's what I'm saying. It was something like, yeah, like did you feel like you had seen a movie, honestly? Yes, yeah, it, it, it felt like kind of like uh, you know, you know, ro- in Road Trip where they're all just like they go to a random city and then they have a little adventure there. I felt like I accidentally landed there, and I was like, oh my god, I'm part yeah, part of a cult now. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun, but I, I remember I ended up leaving because 
I mean, everyone else that was did the mushrooms, they were all a group. And I was just like, I remember I was driving back. I didn't drive, of course. I think Spider, Spider Jones, another comic, and Brett. Uh, Thomas, we were all driving back, and I remember all I remember is looking outside, my hands like out the window, and I'm like, my hands a dolphin. <laughs> like wow. I was just staring at. I feel it. like I've seen too many movies where that shit is going on, and I think it would make me uncomfortable. Yeah, because like while we're all chilling, just like watching this, like somebody's getting murked in the back, and we have yeah. no idea. <laughs> exactly. Where, where everyone's like, like having a good time, everyone's place, drinking the punch, no and yeah. what's actually happening is that that town is trying to decide who the sacrifice is. This Basically, year. Yeah, we were that's talking what it about felt that, like. I think that's kind of what it felt like, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I've seen I mean, too many movies. I've seen recent movies like that. Yeah, and obviously those movies come from somewhere. Like the idea yeah. to even write a movie like that comes from somewhere. Yeah, there's, there, there's, 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 there's well, within the fiction. There's facts. History is plagued with. If you want to call them cults, I don't know what you want to call them, yeah, or, or or underground. Even call them underground societies is maybe that a, too. a better way to look yeah. at that too. Um, uh, across all nations, European mm-hmm. especially. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, all, all have some version of that. Growing. I mean, that that's where a lot of those secret societies and underground type cult things. They're they're like you said. The fiction has facts behind it. Yeah. Like, there is something behind it. They come well, from somewhere. The truth is stranger than fiction, is, yeah. uh, is what I've always, you know, learned well, growing up. Well, it's yeah. like, have you ever seen, like, a movie or a TV show or, like, like Black Mirror or something like that? Oh, that where, show. Where, wow. at, <laughs> at the end of it, you're just like, who the fuck even thought? Like, if, if my goal, if I had to, like, pound a bunch of mushrooms and drink a liter of whiskey and my goal was to think of something completely off the wall fucked up, still I still wouldn't get to that's where that saying, came dude. from. Yeah, it was, it was, it so was that like stuff that. Well, there's, like, a, some truth, and like you said, and some of that are just, like, uh, yeah. And then all you got to do is just, like, look around. Like, you know, yeah. like, just, you know, you don't have to, you know, be a conspiracy theorist or a nut or whatever to no, just I mean, it comes put from some somewhere. pieces together. Yeah, yeah, just be aware of it. Yeah. People used to sacrifice people to gods, like when they thought of when they believed in Romans, Greeks. They believed in multiple gods. Yeah, yeah. The sun yeah. was a god. The sea was a god. Yeah. Everybody was a god. Similar, yeah. like Chris. A lot of people like believe crystals are like gods. You know, I like, believe that they have like energy and stuff yeah, to them. I agree. You yeah. know, I definitely do agree with that because I've had some experiences. I mean, I'm rocking like an amethyst pinky ring right now. Oh I just, shit! You know, it's like my birthstone, so like you know, yeah. I kind of rock with that. It has some good properties behind it but i i kind of rock with the energies behind stones yeah. i was gifted a, a stone right before i went into the studio and made rip rip no uh, shit a buddy of mine like me and connor were pulling out of his driveway in uh north hollywood to head to a studio down a little way uh ways in burbank and uh one of his roommates ran out of the house like taps on the window as we're backing out of his driveway and he's i roll the window and i'm like what's up dog and he like hands me this stone and he's like here man it's for like courage and like bravery i was like hell yeah dude. yeah <laughs> I, like, I need i need both of those right yeah. now you know what i mean so like you know i was just rubbing on this thing and i you know i went into the studio and i did i did just kind of i don't know I, some I something weird like it was like it, it was good weird to yeah it's like, i mean like, i felt the courage and the bravery and mm-hmm. i went in there and you know i kind of you know i made a cool song yeah. and i referenced it on that song too so i like cool. that because i i actually had an experience with a stone i think it was uh I did like I hosted Ingenuity Festival. Wow, what year? Uh, last year. Okay. I hosted the comedy show there. I cool. think it was like Friday or Saturday night. Um, and there it was it was you know where the where they host the comedy in there, that it's like uh, that huge garage and yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. downward. Yeah. And there's yeah, like a right. stage. Mm-hmm. So I hosted that. There was probably like in and out because a lot of people like in the beginning there was probably like 50, 60 people, and then it, it turned up to be like two hundred. Wow. People were just standing, watching, listening, laughing. Right. And right before that. 
I remember I was by the, I showed up like three hours earlier just to hang out and just observe and everything and just have a good time. And then I went to this crystal booth and immediately like I, it sounds cheesy, but I, but like I kind of got drawn there and I just immediately saw this stone. I was like, this stone's cool. And it's like, it, it's like a little house. Like, it's like a little house stone, you know, like, like a generic house, like a, like a square. And then it's got like the top roof and like, and the inside it was all, it was cracked a little bit and you could like see the rainbow. And I was like, no shit. And the lady's like, the, sp- the stone talked to you. Right. And I was like, well, how the fuck did, no, no, it didn't. And she's like, no, I probably did. And I was like, that's what happens. And I was like, kind of. And I gave it. And I was like, yeah, kind of talked to me. <laughs> and then I ended up buying it. It was like 30 bucks. But I was like, what's the stand for? She goes, oh, it's creativity and passion. She goes, are you a creative and passionate and, and like a like a like an original thinker? And I was like, yeah, kind of like to view myself like that. And she goes, yeah, the, the stone talked to you. And I was like, fine. How much is it? Yeah, I'm just going to take it off your souls. hands. Yeah. yeah, she sold it to me like a motherfucker. People tell me I was stupid for buying it. And I was like, shit. It's only helped. Ever since I bought the stone, I do think about it all the time. There's, there's properties and stuff to them. I mean, yeah. honestly, like it's, I mean, I kind of believe in that. I mean, people believe what they want, but you know. Yeah. It's a weird spirituality thing. Well, there's a psychological factor to it too. I yeah. mean, that's why I don't I don't think anything like that is is bad. Yeah. You know, if someone's like, "Ah, why'd you buy that? It's stupid." Like, let's just say for the sake of argument, it's bullshit. But if it kind of gives you maybe the confidence you need to kind of move on or to do something else, or who cares? And they're yeah. beautiful too. If anything, yeah, they're you nice. Know, they yeah. could be yeah. decorative, you know, pieces around your home yeah. or jewelry or whatever. Yeah. So. It's, it's kind of like having condoms on you. Like you're like, yeah, I'm not going to get laid, but I have condoms, so hey. If it happens, it happens. If it happens, I'm ready. <laughs> I wear them around my neck. Yeah. <laughs> I put crystals on my condoms. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I bedazzle I my condoms. Crystals. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got pimped out condoms. This one's faith. This one's big dick energy. Oh, wow. <laughs> they yeah. all hurt because they're crystals. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> BD. Yeah. Worst thing that happens BD. is someone's like, oh, I don't really believe in that. Like, well, great. That's it's all, not yeah. my finger, dumbass. You don't have to believe yeah. in it. It's right. for me. It's not for you. Yeah. So who right. cares? That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's that's my viewpoint on that. Yeah. Know? So t- uh, talk to us about your your uh, your your EP. Or is that the right? Yeah, LP, yeah. Whatever? It's a shortened project. Uh, my most my current body of work is a uh, 2007 EP. Or no, I'm sorry, not 17. My bad. Yeah. 2017. That's when I uh, did my first solo EP. I was part of a rap duo called Smokescreen, right. which we're still active. Uh, yeah. but we started in 2007. It consists of me and Broken Keys. You guys been around since 2007 uh, doing that yeah, shit? Yeah, we started in 2007. We put, our first record came out December 12, 2007. You guys oh, got wow. really good stage energy together. So, thank you. You I guys that. murder it. You know, like, we grew up together, and I think yeah. that's what it is, man. We were like friends for 10 years before we even started a band. And, yeah. you know, yeah. we you know we, we had a lot of commonality between music and stuff like that. And he had some early, you know, um, ex- explorations with music in his life, as I, as did I. And then by the time we met up, um, you know, we just kind of clicked on that. And uh, we freestyled together. And that's what I'm saying. I never met anybody. Well, there's, like, one other person that I know that could, like, freestyle with us and, like, kind of, like, just kind of fit right in, like a, you know, like a puzzle piece or something. But yeah. uh, we grew up doing that, and we went to a lot of shows together, man. We Shows, like, if we're not performing a show, then we're like at a show enjoying somebody that we like. So uh, love and the passion about but it. But yeah, so we were doing that for for a long. We've been doing that for ten years, and I decided to put out a solo project. Uh, you know, Broken Keys has solo stuff as well. Yeah. It's very different from what we do together. But uh, my stuff's very party oriented. It's very upbeat. It's very lighthearted. It's very feel good. Yeah. Um, How would yeah. so? It, it, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You're good. But you kind of just touched on something that I was actually talking to him about about 20 minutes before you showed up uh-huh. about, cause I, I mentioned that ever since uh, I found out you were going to be on, I was listening to, uh, to your EP 
and some of the tracks you put out there. And I was trying to, not really trying to, I was trying to understand like what you would classify it as. Obviously hip hop, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of right. sub genres for that. You mentioned right. kind of like an upbeat party vibe. Right. I don't know if it's even clubby or dance. Yeah, well, how are you want to? Yeah, is that, club, yeah. dance, uh, like garage, like. Uh, uk music like i love the uk grime and garage <laughs> and like house and like um yeah there's like techno like everything is 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 kind of thrown in there and especially like all with hip-hop roots that i have you yeah. know like i was really inspired by like missy elliott energy and like her creativity and just kind of off yeah. the wall like you still can't define a lot of her music or her sound and like pharrell, pharrell williams and like yeah. mm-hmm. they were like big influences on that and that record in particular um and they just influenced me as, as a person pharrell's still kicking it that's what i'm saying and He's... like i'm trying to be like that you know what i mean like i would like to be like that i'd like to just have like a like a cool timeless uh vibe like personality like i'd you know i'd even just chilling in the room, I'd like to have that, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, God, he's touched so. It's not that he's just touched so many. He's he's affiliated with so much. I just remember seeing him in the, uh, the uh, the Beats, Rhymes, and Life documentary about right, Tribe right. Called Quest. Yeah, because he was very prominently featured in that. Because he, well, kind of like you were just talking about when I'm not. You were talking about how when you're not performing or writing, you're going to shows that I'm are still just at like a that. Show. He yeah. was yeah. It, it, the the thing that was most interesting about him in that that documentary is he was talking. It's like they just pulled someone off the street who was a fan, you know, and you you almost forget that he's Pharrell Williams. That's had so much success and been associated with so many different other right. successful acts. He yeah. was just talking as as a fan. You can tell he really just digs music in general. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. I you know idolized him growing up and stuff like that. Um, but to bring it back to my EP though, it's uh it's called Glamorous. I released it in 2017. Um, I just felt like doing, expressing myself as an individual at that point. I had like all this energy. Um, I flew out to Los Angeles to record it with my buddy, Connor Musara, who I was telling you about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, he's got like some really crazy production. Um, he's like a drummer. He just understands me and we have a really good workflow together. Like I really don't have to tell him much. He just kind of just, you know, we intuitively just you know can work together and just flow yeah. yeah yeah he makes some cool stuff i could tell you you guys is yeah, like his like knowing that he does the beats and you it, it's so good it's like you did it yeah, yeah which we is were. not a diss on well, him if, it's it like it flows me, so well yeah it fits me he makes it you know for he understands what i want he can you know bring the best out of me and so yeah. forth and i can kind of challenge him you know to create something for me that's really you know out of this world but uh in 2017, I flew out to Los Angeles to record this project with him right around my birthday, which is in February. Yeah. Um, and I was out there for a while. And we were just in the studio and just kind of, you know, at his house making stuff. And he's like, yo, what do you want to do? What kind of sound do you want? I was like, dude, like, put it like this. Like, I'm Missy Elliott. <laughs> you're Timbaland. Yeah. So, like, let's do it like that. And as soon as I <laughs> said awesome. that, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what he's like. That's what I want. That's I want, the vibe. Yeah. I want that energy. And, like, that's he, he nailed it. He delivered it. Um, you know, he's really patient with me because sometimes I'll just be like sitting, like I don't ever write anything. Like all my stuff is like either like right before I'm about to record or like I can go to studio and it didn't exist when I got to studio, but when I leave the studio, I got something, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I work like that a lot. But anyway, yeah, it uh, turned out to be six songs, uh, fully produced by Connor Musara. He recorded it for me, produced it, mixed it, engineered it. So he did like everything for me. He, you know, put it out for me. Uh, you know, on all the streaming platforms, he kind of passed it around to different people that he's yeah. networked with in Los Angeles and stuff like that. And I think to this day, 
glamorous has like a fresh sound. I don't think that it's, I think it's aging pretty well. It's only three years old, but I feel like it's yeah. still, it doesn't sound dated. It doesn't have like a, oh, well that sounds like, you know, back in the day or whatever. Oh, so no, not at all. I think it's still, yeah, no, it's still very forward so sounding. It sounds like it could be a very timeless song. I hope so. I hope yeah. that, I hope that it can, you know, go forward and just kind of age well and just kind of sound good like 10, 20 years from now. But yeah. No, and I, that's the goal with like the art, the, the, like just any art form is, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I could do a joke about, you know, how Alan DeGeneres hung out with George Bush, or I could do a joke about cheating where everyone can relate to that all the time, you right. know? So I, I I get that completely, and then, you know, glamorous is a very timeless song. Like it, it's it's upbeat. Like you can never not like if, even if you're not upbeat, like you get a good. I'm dancing. Exactly. A bit. I wanted yeah. to have that effect, and that's what I go for when I make my music. I want people to be able to gravitate towards it because it sounds good, even if you don't know who I am. Because a lot of people, if they don't know who you are or haven't heard of you or aren't familiar with you, they don't really give you a chance these yeah. days. But even if that's the case with me, I want you to be able to get into my stuff. Mm -hmm. But funny thing about that is last year uh, I was approached to have uh, my song uh, Club Atlantis, which is on um, the Glamorous EP, to yep. be featured on a television show. So they wanted oh. to use it on a television show. And uh, that's like a whole different part of the music business with like uh, sync licensing and things like that and yeah. licensing your music out to different entities or whatever. How's that jump like? What do you mean? Like, like, like just like, like, yeah, you're making music and you're, you know, you're getting listens, your fans like it. And then immediately, like, things change. That changes a little bit. It kind of, I mean, it, it was, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still, you know, very much so a working man and all that. But uh, it yeah. was a good opportunity and it would create a lot of exposure for me. And uh, I did get paid for it and stuff like that. It did compensate me. But it was uh, featured on a show called Grownish, which is a spinoff of a show called Blackish. Yeah. Um, and Grownish is on the Freeform Network. Um, and I believe Blackish is on ABC or whatever. So, um, but it's a really popular show. Um, I'm not even gonna lie; I wasn't familiar with it until they approached me. But then I got into it, and I was like, "It's a good show," you know. Was like, it a thing like, "Oh, my, my music fits into this"? Like, it was scene perfect. Or the way they what used was the it scene? was perfect. Okay, so Club Atlantis is a really, really upbeat, um, like club type record, um, and you know, Connor is just unique sounding or whatever, and it's just um, they use it in an opening scene on season two, episode ten. It's an opening scene? In the opening oh, scene. Oh, that's like, the best. The minute you press play on that episode, it's like, boom, my that's stuff's the playing. Yeah, so like, that's such a good feeling. I'm jealous. Yeah, they use 52 <laughs> seconds of it too, by the way. So they use a lot, like the first 52 seconds of this show is like yeah. her. And this is like the biggest college party because it's about the daughter on Blackish going, so, going yeah. to college. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's like the biggest party of like Cal U semester in this episode. <laughs> and, you know, she's trying to go and party, but she also wants to be responsible and only stay for a little bit so she can go back and like study and be ready for like a test she has the next day or something. Yeah. But the whole opening scene is this banging rager of a party that is massive with pools and booze luges <laughs> yeah, and, and awesome. hot tub hookups that's and so cool. like, you know, like floaties being thrown around and like music and just like all kind of like everything you'd expect from a college banger. And they're like yeah. jamming to my song like the whole time. <laughs> That's and it's awesome. like it's just prominent. Like you could hear it. Was like, there a teardrop? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. has to be. That's yeah, because crying. you know, I'm and like, like it was bitch. like a smile. It was like a happy tear because I'm smiling yeah. and like you know, like it's like the way they use it was so perfect. Like that's what I made that for was for people to party like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and like someone yeah, yeah, saw yeah. like like someone that does a TV show saw that and was like. 
if he likes that song. It fits in. It was ridiculously so perfectly cool. well placed, and it was just you know, it was just you know, it was a good look for me. And they put it on their Spotify playlist, so that song was oh, getting man, mad plays. That's great. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, think like, I saw the, how many plays. It's got a lot of. So yeah, because they put you know this like yeah. this a popular TV show. Like I said, now it's my show. I went and like followed all the actors on that show on Instagram because I felt like we were friends. Yeah, I was like, oh, you are my homies now because well, you know y'all are jamming. Blackish, I knew because that, that's the Anthony Anderson. Anthony show. Anderson, right? Right. So I was look just looking up because I've heard of Grunge. I knew it was an offshoot of it. Right. I was looking at just like obviously there's people like Leon Cole's on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who I've actually seen you know the comedian. You know him if you saw him. Yeah, I know. But I saw him. Yeah, he's been a lot of It's funny because I've I've noticed him so much more in the last 10 years because my... I took a trip, my first trip to New York 10 years ago. He just showed up at a comedy club I was at. Nice. And then I just started seeing him on TV all the time. It's hilarious. That, That is unbelievably impressive and very, very cool. I And and not just that it made it, because like if I did this, like one of my tracks would show up on fucking Duck Dynasty or something. <laughs> right, right. Which <laughs> but, you know, what? But, like yeah, whatever. I mean, but I mean yeah. the fact that, but I mean TV's. the fact that the way you're describing it is yeah. that it, sh- it, the track, is, is showed up in a scene in a scene that you wanted it to show. Like it, it you said it's yeah. almost like encompassing exactly kind of what the track was about. Right, it exactly. fit in perfectly. Right. So not yeah. only just that you're getting the exposure, but you're getting the exposure in a. Uh, Kind of like in a scene that you think where it fits perfectly. Right. I, I find I don't find new music all the time in terms of uh, uh, just you know just coming across artists on the radio. I don't, that, that that never right. happens for me. It's the scene of a television or a movie, and I hear it in the background. Right. Like yep. Tune Find is something I Google that shit once a day. Yeah. Because I'm hearing a track in a scene, and then I'm hearing the uh, the track in the scene, and it's fitting perfectly. It, it, gives, like, it gives you a perspective mm-hmm. you wouldn't yes. have thought about. And mm-hmm. also, a lot of times, it makes me like the song maybe that I wouldn't have noticed before mm-hmm. because of the atmosphere that the song mm-hmm. can be played in. Yeah. Right. Yes. That is. It was an awesome experience, and there was definitely other artists featured on that show as well that i listened to you know what i'm saying yeah. so i was like you're a part of them now yeah i was just like that is crazy to me you know yeah. what i mean you got, like, got you know, cool co-workers definitely <laughs> you know my my buddy definitely used tune find as well to like you know because i told him oh, like, yo yeah, i heard yeah. they're using it like tonight you know i think i was at like work or something but like since i got off work but he went on tune find sure enough like you know moved to god club atlantis like so it's it's definitely on there i but, gotta uh, look that up that's I, gotta so look cool. I gotta look yeah, at i gotta look two episode ten yeah we're gonna watch it fellas i'm gonna show you because it's really well done and they like i said it's really there's one part where uh where they just drop like there's no talking there's no lines and it's just you know you can hear it's me you know what i'm saying so i'm like wow because there's gotta be that like like it's amazing either way again like you got something on tv that you did but for i'm a worrier my thing about it if i was doing something like that my one little fear would be what if they misuse it and they right. it seems like they did not drop the ball at all. Yeah, not no. in this particular yeah. instance. No, yeah. it was it was well done. It was tastefully done. I I was pleased with it, like with the outcome. Like I would have been at that party, like for sure. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? So how did they just happen to just come across? Are they listening to a bunch of tracks, or do you know how that even came about? Uh, I think you know, it's just it got circulated. You know, thanks to Connor Musara, and uh, you know he just kind of circulated it. I mean, but, like, yeah. he circulates a lot of stuff, though. He didn't just circulate glamorous. Like, he wasn't just passing out. Like, he, you know, Connor does a lot of things. He has his hand in a lot of types of music. Yeah. Um. So he's just circulating a lot of things that he's made or been a part of or had a hand in. Um. And that, you know, it stood out. So that's another thing that yeah. was special to me because it had to stand out amongst that's everything else. You a know what very I mean? good so. point. That's a network show. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that on as a favor. 
someone heard yeah. that and they're like, I like no, this. No, and they believed and it in it. Yeah, here. yeah. So yeah. I, I think you can definitely, definitely have some pride in that. Like th- th- this wasn't a favor; it was off credibility. Just and just yeah, someone yeah. hearing it and and seeing it and like yeah. this is perfect for this huge party scene. And exactly. when I heard they wanted to use it, I was like, oh, it's got to be a party. Like I already knew it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I was like, they got to be like kicking it to some degree because that is like you where know, could it have yeah. not worked so like where a doctor's could it have office a doctor's no, like, like, oh yeah like if like if brian have from have family guy was dying <laughs> yeah right and then it's just in the background yeah, yeah. there's a stripper there or something yeah. that just a makes funeral. no sense yeah, yeah. or like some or like or like like just like oh the results are back you do have cancer and then yeah <laughs> club atlanta's jobs oh that yeah. four to the floor yeah yeah then the then the beat drops yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the doctor's really happy about delivering that horrible news to yeah him, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. The good it, news is delivery has been completed. Bad yeah. news, stillborn. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the beat. Boom. Yeah. 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 Drop that beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. No, that's that's a that's really awesome. Really, that, that that's really, really, really is. a highlight for me. I'm mean, honestly, and like I said, the project at that point was like two years old. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out. You know, it's been circulating. It's still getting heard. It's still being received well, and yeah. people are still reacting to it. So I'm really happy about that. And. uh you know, Connor and I had definitely been working on other things and stuff like that. I mean, I hadn't put out like a proper follow up or uh, another full project with Connor, but we've definitely worked on tons of music. We yeah. have a ton of stuff together and stuff like that. Well, so, so, so you talk about because I know you just released a single. Not yeah, we have a current it. single that right. I put out in April, honestly, that we got to work on. I was planning on doing like a lot more stuff yeah. with him and I wanted to do something else initially, but you know, COVID-19 happened and kind of put a pause and everything. Yeah. So, so you had mentioned when you were talking about doing mm-hmm. the EP that, that you're, you're not at home writing lyrics. Like you'll come to the studio, hear the beat and go. Yeah. I like to be like, on like, I like to work off the literal current vibe. So the, yeah. the, that it, it does, it, it seems my, just from my, what little I know about a writing process for any type of musical act, is that challenging to put more stuff out? Because maybe, because it, it seems that maybe you're, you get inspired to write in kind of a condensed, more rare environment, or are you in the studio so much where you do have more opportunity, if that makes sense? Well, I don't know. It's tough because you don't, put out everything that you make you know sure. what i mean like some stuff is just oh we mess do around. yeah yeah, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, no we, no I mean, you well didn't. you could this could go terribly wrong but you don't <laughs> have to gonna... yeah i mean as far as like making a song or you sure. know you just might edit, you know feel like there's more that you can give or you know whatever or it might come out later you might not yeah. be feeling might need something that it won't get until like a year from now that you do, just do you, do you make songs just for you I do, I do. I make stuff that I want to hear, the stuff that I like to listen to. Like, I'm saying stuff you don't release, though, too. Like, you're like, yeah, fuck with that. Like, but that, that's a me thing. Uh, No, not really. No, not really. I mean, if I don't put it out, it's because I feel like it could be better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the artist is always the most yeah. artists are perfectionists. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, it's just not finished, or it could be better. You know? How like, much? Yeah. Like, so, do, do you just drop stuff? Like, how much stuff do you just... You, I so, don't put so, out a lot. I don't crank out as much material as I think I probably should or that people would probably want to see. Yeah. Um, but that's because, you know, like, I, I, I know, like, if once I do put out a record, I know because I know it's... It's, it's done it's, to your liking. It's tight to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I listen to it, like, a million times on repeat before I put it out. So I know you probably will... You know, I think the the replay value is important for me. It is. Um, yeah. So it, hearing it out... Because I can hear an album once and like it and be like, all right, I'm not going to listen to it again. It's you know? like, like yeah. that's, why, that's why I fuck with J. Cole a lot. Yeah. Like, I can listen to Forest Hills Drive. Like, when I first heard it, mm-hmm. I was like, this album's awesome. Every... Right. I probably listen to it like... I, I, I only listen to it front to back. 
Uh-huh. You know, but every time I listen to it, I always get a new perspective because I've always I've, I've I've dealt with something that I didn't deal with right it personally when I listened to it the last time, so I get a complete new perspective of it. I think that's the beauty of like a lot of music. But you yeah. got good music. You're a talented yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. For so sure. thank you. I I, I kind of do that even to a degree about the the replay value mm-hmm. of a song because because I do this like if you go to my uh my like my apple music which everyone sure, go to joe's apple music yeah it's really good i hope you like the sex in the city soundtrack oh fuckers wow. <laughs> no but i actually so like i talked i do I, most of the music the new music that i come across is off tune fine from shows and music for the most part or i'll be at a friend's house part it, i'll hear it in the background it just kind of catches me and i go but i don't always download it right away i put it in like a playlist of a almost like a, a trial playlist. And then I'll listen to it over and over and over again and to see if there's something that I want in my permanent shuffle playlist. Like, right. I, I legit do that. Because yep. I'm like, oh, did I just get tricked by this track? Is it actually not as good as I thought of at the moment? And right. then once I'm like, I like it, I like whatever, the hook, the chorus, something in that song that I, that just keeps me wanting to keep coming back so when it keeps yeah. coming on, then I'm like, no, I'm going to fully, it almost like, like these songs have to go through, as dumb as it sounds, an approval process to get into my permanent like Apple playlist. Yeah, I for don't, sure. Yeah. I get picky about it. Like, yeah, I, don't, I do that with my own material for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that, that's... Absolutely. So how much would you say, like, because you talk about this, you know, sometimes it's just not ready or you got to tweak it a little bit. Oh, I do that with everything. So, I like, yeah. I mean, how many would you say, like, I don't know how accurate it can be, like, a percentage-wise, how much stuff do you just eventually just say, I don't know why, I just don't think it's going to get there. I've took take a couple stabs at it, I'm just going to drop this and start at something else. Oh, I do that, like, maybe, like, 90% of the time. Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, like, I, like, you know, I'm, like, that meme of, like, the boyfriend holding his girlfriend's hand, but he's, like, looking back at, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's looking back at, like, the passerby chick. And so, like, so like you know, the, the hand would be, you know, like, current project, unfinished project, and then, like, the passerby would be, like, new project. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I get that. That's I me. Get that so, like, I do that, but, like, I do come back around and ultimately finish things, but I like yeah. to, you know, I start a bunch of things. And then I, I mean, just kind of that's fucking great. That's a great so anybody who's worked with me, you know, they kind of know that or they know to just kind of give me a little bit of extra space and extra time. But I'm gonna come through. But you know, I just kind of, you know, in my mind, the way it works is like it's very uh, fresh, very on the spot. You well, know, I, yes. You've alluded to it a couple of times. When it's out, once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah, and that's gonna be tied to you. Yeah. So you're, if, if you put out seven tracks, one track, ten tracks, twenty tracks. They got to yeah. be ones that you're going to be all gonna... happy to say all the time. You don't exactly. want to be like, yeah, yeah. it's good. I, I had rushed it or I want to. And I, there's I tracks that I've done song. that with too. Yeah. But yeah. like, but a majority of my music, I definitely stand by. I mean, I stand by all of it, even the tracks that I rushed. You know what I mean? Because they're still well done and well produced. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, but. Uh, you got a favorite? Song that I've done? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, my favorite solo song that I've done would have to be Club Atlantis. It would have to be just because everything about that track is is ridiculous from the production to the story behind it to yeah. what it's done for me. That a really quick story about that one too, by the way, is that song was a complete freestyle. Speaking of me not rapping or not writing, um, yeah, I didn't write that down. Like I was in the studio with Connor in L.A. for like twelve hours one day, and we were just working on other people's. Like people were coming through, and we're writing, and he's producing, and yeah. Engineering and mixing, and you know, people are just coming through, and he's working on all this stuff. And I'm just with you know, I'm there throughout the whole day. And after 12 hours, and everybody's finally gone, he's like, Yo, Mook, you trying to jump in there? I'm like, Yeah, hell yeah, no. I was like, that's, why, <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm here. Like, let's get it cracking, you know. And uh, you know, I put the headphones on, like, I don't know what's going on. I just literally walk in the booth, and there's like this little Buddha sitting like right next to me, 
And like I was like, oh, I'm gonna just rub his belly real quick. Like, like, Isn't that what you do when you see yeah. a Buddha statue? I think? Or, or rub so, his bald head. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the belly. I was like, I'm gonna just rub his belly yeah. real quick. And uh, like like the log at Apollo or something. But um, and Connor's like, you just gotta rap over this. Never heard the beat before in my life. And Connor just presses play, and I'm just like, okay, immediately. Cool, yeah, it. my head's bobbing. I'm like, okay. And then what came out? is the song you know what i'm saying yeah. and then like you know and i was like that was really fire that's some magic that's, yeah, that's it was that's what i'm saying i can't explain that like it was literally it was the closest uh to a magical experience that i think i've had because stronger than any drug yeah and that's what i'm yeah. saying and then to mm-hmm. have it yeah. be so well like received and to have sure. it just do so well and kind of turn out so good like that's why that track with me will always have a special place in my heart um yeah so club atlantis shout out that's my baby and uh let me see um which that song is actually too just about the basement and now that's class, uh, by the way. So oh my god, that's really that's, about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call like the basement because sometimes it's used as a venue and you know it's called Club Atlantis. Yeah, so I, I, you've been in now it's class, Joe. I did. Yeah, it's I, like a dive. I love that bar, yeah, actually. It's it, so yeah, cool. The basement. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Sometimes they do shows down there rarely, and like it's it's just about me. It's about my experience, like kind of partying down there, and I I really did kick my shoes off down there. And if you know anything <laughs> about that, it's kind of grimy. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But I've 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 done it at several shows, not just there, but that's what it was about. And so I threw my shoes that's out cool. last time I went there. <laughs> <laughs> like these things are done. Yeah. No coming back from that. Yeah. Man. yeah no. Shoes, exactly. My shoes, my shoes got herpes last yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, and that I was, was down that there. Was, that was the first case of shoe COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kicked. I kicked them boys off. No, yeah, no regard. Yeah, so but that's probably my favorite uh, solo track. My favorite track is a band uh, with Smokescreen because we do. You know, we've been active for about thirteen years. Would have to be. I'd say it's a tie between. Well, it's really an older track called "It Don't Stop" that we did, which was a uh, Bob James Nautilus sample, which is probably like a really really commonly used sample in in hip hop yeah. uh like ghostface I think you guys did that it. at the morale at the first show I think so yeah yeah cuz it's like one of my favorite songs so I'm always like when me yeah. and Tom my my boy Tommy AK Broken Keys are like trying to put together a set list I'm like man let's throw it don't stop in there and he's like okay you know, <laughs> I, I know you want to do it I'm like cool yeah. yeah but you know he's always down to do it too but that or a more recent track that we put out in 2018 called Miata uh, produced by Connor Musara. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, that uh, it don't stop was produced by Broken Keys. He does a lot of our stuff too. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it probably had to be a track called Miata that we put out in 2018. Um, produced by Connor. We were also out in LA, and it's just a different vibe going out there and just kind of chilling and working and stuff like that. And yeah. Um, once again, just made it on the spot. Connor gave us a really crazy beat, fire beat, yeah. like always. And uh, yeah, so probably Miata. It's about the yeah, really small. You know, sports car. Yeah. You know, when so. you were like doing the talent shows, because this is an interesting thing that I always think about. When you were doing the talent shows and you were younger, I bet like you probably would have thought, but you would you wouldn't have known it was a reality that you could go to work in L.A. and then come back to Cleveland. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all, <laughs> not at all. And you know, I like wanted to move there. Like I still kind of do. I mean, obviously, if we can figure out a way to move forward in yeah. society, uh, given everything that's going on. And yeah, yeah. I still would consider that, but uh, just for the working creative vibes alone. But no, I didn't picture that. I will say when I was in high school, though, I was like kind of a dick, not kind of a dick, but I would like, you know, like in your yearbook, your senior photo, you could put like a little quote in there if you yeah. want. 
And then my quote was, uh, like, I'm destined for greatness. You all, <laughs> you all shall see. It's like, not you being all... a dick. That's just having not confidence. That, that's not, that's not <laughs> I the mean, worst thing we were I all heard. dicks in high school. I yeah. just knew. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be great. Y'all just see. Just wait and see. Yeah. And, like, you know, in my mind, I kinda, I've accomplished a lot of those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I've gotten to travel and do things and meet people because of music. And I've had opportunities because of music and just, you know, choosing to uh, stick with it, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I'll put your mind at ease because that ain't the fucking worst quote I've ever heard. In yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back. It could have been worse, but I think, you know, looking was, back at it now, I was like, what was I thinking? I would have gone but... with the Roscoe Dash quote. Ooh, I'd be going ham, shouty upgrade from, from Baloney. Wow, <laughs> that's a classic. That's my favorite. That might be my favorite quote because I heard it. My dude Antonio was like, yo, you know that Roscoe Dash song? I was like, yeah. He's like, Is that, <laughs> uh, what, that's uh, all the way turned up, right? I, no, 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 I think it's uh, no hands. Way. Yeah, yeah, with Wale yeah. and Waka. Yeah, now that song's fire. Yeah, yeah that song's definitely fire. The because I, I heard the lyric, I was like, that's a funny lyric. Am I like, because I was like probably 13, 14 mm-hmm. or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, no, the meaning behind that is like, the old dude was a dumbass. You're the cool dude. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm ham. <laughs> yeah, basically. Dude, what a great song. It's what a, a great, great reference. Great yeah. Joe, you, you don't know that song, do you? I don't have a fun clue what you're talking it's about. A great, it's a, it's a <laughs> great it's, song. It's like an older rap song. And uh, yeah, I uh, it comes on. I work at Amazon. And like they'll just play music while we're like busting our asses. And yeah. like that song comes on occasionally. And it's fire. And I'm it's, just like, ugh. And I do hit that. I be going ham, shorty upgrade from baloney line. I be hitting that. The so, yeah. best, less my yeah, favorite yeah. line. Just because I, I just real. That's when I actually really start understanding. That song's about ten years old lyrics. too. For reference, the, the, yeah. The line I know, the song I don't. Yeah. Like going ham. Yeah, I've heard plenty of people say that, but I know I don't know. The song. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. yeah. But got the way you move it. I, I can't do it justice, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, stop maybe. There. Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah, it's, right. it's about yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. she's just. <laughs> Fucking him no, with no just hands. Give me, yeah, give me yeah. sixteen bars. He's just like he just there. has his arms up. He goes, "Yep, I'm having sex." She's lent me inside her. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I feel I like know. I've heard that song. Yeah. Or twerking or some shit. I don't or know. twerking. Yeah. So, all right. So you're obviously aside from just an artist, you're a music fan. Yeah, big fan, huge, huge fan. fan. Yeah. So, with everything going on now, in terms of like 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 uh, take the COVID bullshit out of the equation, right. As much as we can, right. Um. You got sound, getting music out there now, uh-huh. obviously, is much, much easier than it used to be. So, and that's because of streaming SoundCloud. I mean, you right. can just you knock music out every day if you really wanted yeah. to. Right. Is there, is that a detriment or is that a positive trait to like, if you want to call it the music biz, but I guess the, the, the music, I guess, landscape now? Now, is there just too much to maybe siphon through or is it easier to get out there that maybe it normally wouldn't have? Um, I, I think that on one hand it is, it's a good thing to have your music be worldwide and to, you know, have anybody in the world be able to access your music quickly, easily, conveniently. Like, I think that's great. You know, I think that's good for the reach and everything. And, um, I'm not so much of a physical person, so I think it's cool for me to, you know, be able to, you know, pull a song up and put on repeat or whatever and just blah, 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 digitally. Um, but as far as it being a lot to siphon through, that is kind of the case, but you know, you just go through it. If you're really into music, you'll, you know, you'll just casually move through it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's definitely changed the way that you have to release music and the way that you have to, you know, promote and the way that you have to kind of present yourself. Um, you know, cause like I said, I started in 2007, it was still very much so a pop your trunk and sell you a CD era, you know, and that's, you know, we've come so far since then but yeah i for one am with it 
Um, I get hip to new stuff every day. Um, and yeah, especially like when the SoundCloud era was was at its peak, like I was just digging through SoundCloud, just yeah. finding oh yeah true I, gems that I'm just so blessed to have found and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I agree. Ultimately, it is yeah. it is it is a good thing, especially when you look at like, I mean, it's kind of across the board now. When you look at say whatever if you want to call it the collapse of the music industry, right? Which is really kind of what it was. When right. You're going back to the the CD realm and, and things like that. Um, that's gone now because people found a way to get their music out there without having to have right. five, six, seven middlemen that are going to take a much higher percentage than they're really worth anyway. Right. Uh, the, the only reason I mentioned the, the siphoning through is because there is now just so much. I, what we kind of encounter in right. a way in right. terms of podcasting, the amount of podcasts in Cleveland are astronomical. Right. Uh, granted, most of them are sports and not nearly as sexy as Brian and I. So, true, true, you know, which, true, yeah, sorry. not along. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it is still a lot of. It, I, I only thought it maybe could be more of a challenge to maybe make yourself stand out to get your music out. So your music's easier to get out there, but maybe at the same time, it's still harder to find because right. there's so much to siphon through. Right. And yeah. that's, I think, ultimately, like, that's up to you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I feel like my my material as Move to God definitely stands out. I feel like it's definitely, you know, if it's, you know, if you come across it or, you know, at any point, I think you'll kind of, you know, it'll resonate with you in one way or another, or yeah. it might not. But if it doesn't, you know, you'll still remember me. Like, damn, Move to God was crazy. I wasn't feeling that record. Fuck Move to God. But you remember who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So It's the legacy part. Yeah. So. And then, so what about, like, trends? Like, in terms of, like, when I think of, like, 90s hip-hop, oh, 2000 yes. versus now, obviously it's very, very different. Right. I have struggled to graduate from 90s hip-hop. Okay. Only because that was my favorite. Right. Th- th- that that's what I was growing up. Yeah, that's your wheelhouse. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my... I'm like 90s, 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah early 2000s yeah. still. And there is still some that I can kind of get with now, for sure. It's but, very different, though, yeah. Yeah, like, but like when I, I'm still in the far side tribe, black sheep, you know, oh, yeah. like, like all those, those are, I'm still just, you know, the early Nas, I'm just stuck in. Oh, yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. just, I'm stuck in. Illmatic right. was, it's still just, I just love yeah. it. Yeah, it's like Broken uh, Keys' it's favorite record, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it's so good. What was the one after, because Illmatic was 94, right? Yeah. And what was, the, what was the 96 record he, he threw out? After oh. Illmatic was. Yeah, it was, was... Right after Illmatic. Ah, oh, fuck, I was just listening to it yesterday. Because that's what, like, I, I like, was it, was I can... It, I, Oh no, that. that was later. That was like in the two thousands. I think maybe like I two? am or something. Or uh, that might have been it. I am maybe was yeah. that next record. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I went off topic, but I was listening because I I saw him live. Who knows? I, yeah, I saw. Oh, I think nice. it was like 2016, 20... Oh, I saw him live 20... too. Was it was that... him and Wale, Wale opened up for him, or didn't open Wale feature for him. I think what it was some that? local, and like... then Wale went up, oh, yeah. and then Wale didn't get the reaction. I remember like. Wale was rapping, but you could tell like his popularity is still there. Like, people still know Wale, but people don't really because the whole time he was like doing songs and not that many people were singing along. I was vibing to it, but he was like in between songs, like all right, that's that's cool. What the fuck's going on? Like he was, was looking it at the band, at House of Blues, the show. No, this was at the, I think it was at the Agora. Oh, was I think it? Nas. Okay, I think I maybe I saw Nas at like House of Blues once. Was, I think this was like it might have been 2016, 2017. Okay, maybe no, it was 2016. Yeah, Nas maybe a little earlier. Because Nas, that's fire though. But you know what, Wale like. Aside from that song that we were just talking about, that uh, no hands, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He's, I feel like he's gotten that like kind of response and stuff. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, I saw him a couple times, and you know, 
he's doing his thing. I've done it. I've done a show with Wale. I, I love did, Wale. I did a show with Wale at the Grog Shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I you know wasn't as familiar with his material at the time, but you know he's he's got some bangers. I definitely feel like he doesn't get appreciated as much, but uh, he does. He's, he's got some records. He threw. I mean, like what what uh, what was the album? It was like I think it was this might have been 2010. It was like 90210. Uh, that was a song on it. The, it was uh, efficient. Well, the, the songs about nothing tape, maybe I believe was was pretty popular. It was his first album. It was like oh, where like okay. he was like the albums the album covers really dope because he was looking at he was like looking at like like a like a screen like like a window like a store window and it was a bunch of little TVs. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just, I think oh, he's a kid um, looking at it or something. Ambition, maybe, or it was just right uh, attention ambition. deficit. Attention okay, deficit. Yeah, that's that what was it was. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because it was like that's that. probably when I did the show with him. Maybe I don't know. It probably was. Yeah, because so. it was like uh, he had that one song, Lady Gaga. Looking in, looking in, looking at me. Yeah, I remember that. DC yeah. chilling. Yeah. Yeah, that was like that same era. Yeah, that yeah. yeah that I did that show with him. So. Yeah, that's that's still wild. I mean, because I met a lot of comics. I met some cool comics doing stand up. Like I met uh, um, my my roommate. You know Brett Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I love Brett. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know Brett. He yeah. met uh, he was hanging out with Bobby Lee. Really, in like December. Really, yeah, from he, Mad we, TV. Yeah, we were at Holy. hilarities. Wow. Uh, he met Bobby Lee, and Bobby Lee Bobby's was hilarious. he was like how he is on stage is how he was. Like Brett mm-hmm. was talking to him, and Bobby Sam's the booker at hilarities. Sam's like or uh, Bobby Bobby Lee went up to Sam. He's like. He's like, Sam, you got to give Brett five minutes. Give him five minutes for me. Sam's like, can't do that. Bobby's like, come on. I don't want to do all this time. This guy's funny. And I'm like, Brett. And he's like saying it all nonchalantly. He's like, yeah, it was Bobby Lee was cool. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? That's the Bobby coolest Lee's thing. Bobby Lee's fire. Yeah, I love Mad TV. Yeah. yeah I hung good. out with Brian Cranston. Uh, not Brian Cranston. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian Callen. Oh, I walked really? into hilarities with him. I met him outside. We were, I was walking to it. I was actually with Brett, too. We were walking up, and then we saw this dude, Michael, who, like, moved from L.A. to Cleveland and, like, did a couple shows, like, east or west. And uh, Brian Callen, like, I, all of a sudden, I was talking to Brett, and I looked to my left, and the dude, Michael, was like, yo, what's up, Brian? I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And then Brian Callen's right in front of him. I was like, hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing? He's like, oh, what's your name? I was like, my name's Brian. Wow, <laughs> we were yeah. just chilling. Nice. And he's like, what are you guys doing over here? I was like, dude, I came to see you, man. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. And it was cool. Yeah, we the best, The this is going to sound braggy, but the best thing I've ever done was walking into Hilarity's back room right behind Brian Callen. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm with him. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, yeah. it was like the, the, the owner of Hilarity's, um, all the bookers, Squire, Bill Squire, Cody Cooper, they're all standing there. They're like, hey, Brian, nice to meet you. And then they see me in the back, and they're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing with Brian Callen? Bill's like, were you hanging out with Brian Callen? I was like, no. Well, well, well kind of. We got a drink together. Yeah, we were hanging out. He with, was hanging out with me. Yeah, wow. yeah. They're all like, what the fuck are you doing with him? I was like, no. Nice. That is cool. There's nothing. That, that's a cool thing. That's a cool story. Yeah, and then afterwards, they wanted to get wasted, and I was like, I'm broke. I'm not going to tell Brian Callen I'm broke. I'm like, no, I just, I'm not going out tonight. <laughs> but I just looked at my bank account. I'm like, $4 till Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think that would have been cool. You can be like, no, nah, I don't have any money. You know, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, sure. yeah. You know how it is. But it's again, it's thing. like the insecure. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I just, I left it on a high note with them. Told them where to go. I was like, yeah, hit yeah, up. Yeah, man. Costanza uh, out that, man. Just get out. Leave yeah. Leave on a high note. Yeah, yeah. I left it on a high like note. That I'm like, yeah, That's cool. I'm not going out tonight. But, yeah, no, it's just like meeting, like, like working. Work, you worked with. Wale, MGK, Cuddy, yeah, so uh, many people. Mac Miller, Mac RIP, Miller. The Clips, no longer a band, you know, but you know, Push is doing his thing, mm-hmm. so that's really. What'd you do with What'd you do with Miller, Mac Miller? Uh, we were at the Grog Shop. 
Oh, this shit. was like when the kids tape was out. I think. Oh, yeah, it was like yeah, he was he, he was, he was on his way. He up. was young. Yeah, it was fire. It was he killed it. Like yeah. Was you hung out with him and shit afterwards? No, nah, I didn't get to meet him that night either. He like ran in. He was like you know with he was like with whoever he was dating at the time, and they, he like ran in and like kind of did his thing, and he hung out a little bit, but like I didn't you know you there's like this like you don't want to like I guess like bother people. Yeah. Or just seem like you know like. Don't you don't want to come off as a fan. You're working with him. Like, I mean, and I am a fan, but like, it's like, you know, the opportunity kind of has to like present itself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause you know, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It's just kind of like backstage etiquette, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah, a lot no, of people I, can I, finesse their way into situations. I completely get that. It's way better and longer lasting if you just kind of let it happen organically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I did not have the opportunity to meet Mac that night. I kind of wish I did though, you know, since he's no longer with us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just tons of people That's over the wild. course of 13 years that I've gotten to like share the stage with that I like loved or that I listened to or I'm a fan of. So 95% of people can't say that. that yeah, and I've that. seen a lot of people that I like too, like just I will pay whatever to go see them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like uh, traveled whatever, like I we will drive, fly, I don't care what I got to do, I'll go to a show like Yeah. So, you know. That's very cool. Yeah. It is very the amount of people that you not that you not that you're name dropping, but I mean the amount of people you've been able to share a stage, share a bill with that right. are very well known. That's what I'm saying. That even casually, were, casual music listeners names know, and stuff, you know Mac like, Miller. Yeah. Casual listeners Wiz know yeah. Wiz yeah. Khalifa. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Like these are all people yeah. that people know. MGK, obviously, in this area for sure. Yep. I mean, th- those are uh, people that anyone really, I think most people know in some way. And a lot of them don't know they know them. Then a song comes on, like, I like that song. Like, that's who yeah. I was just oh, talking yeah. about. You know, you know, yeah. Wiz Khalifa's got crazy hits. Like, the, he's like the, he's got, like, he's part of like the billion YouTube views club because that one oh, song yeah. he did when Paul Walker died. Like, that song, yeah. Black and Yellow. I mean, he's got like crazy hits. Like, people yeah. don't yeah. be so know, high. I fuck with that song. You know, I like all the, all that stuff, man. I, all the mixtapes, like I can't even. What'd you, know. you do with Wiz Khalifa? Because I saw him in concert probably 2013 at the Q. Man, okay, so this was not the Q. Okay, we <laughs> did a show with him uh, in Kent, uh, out of all places. No shit. Uh, he was in Cleveland too. I think he hit the Grog Shop, but we didn't get on that one. We the Kent stage. No, we played at a place that's also no longer standing called the Robin Hood. Oh shit! So, yeah, I played at yeah, the Robin Hood. Yeah, we played. He was in a band. I did play at the Robin. Hood. You know, so R.I.P. Uh, the Robin Hood's no longer there, but we played with Wiz Khalifa there in that show. Because the way that building is set up is very interesting. Is very like the like how did that floor plan work out? Is very fire hazardy. <laughs> like the stage it, is it in the back very... of the venue. There's like no exit. Like so, like, <laughs> especially so if it's a full house, like. You, you're basically trapped on stage. You have to bring like a bottle to pee in. You oh, can't dude. really get off the stage. It very much was, the stage was the last thing that they did in that place. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, the way they had it, like, Do you guys want to have Axe here? Cool, put it stage. <laughs> That's the only place there's room. What was yeah. capacity, like 100, 200? No, I wouldn't even say that. Well, I mean, comfortably. Maybe. I mean, you could probably get 100 people in there, but your ass is It wasn't, was. yeah, it wasn't that comfortable, though, like, honestly. And, like, it was very crowded. People were, like, sardines in there shit. because oh, Wiz was, yeah, like. no ventilation at all, <laughs> yeah, man. You do a like, summer show? Yeah, it was, like, mixtape with I had on, like, the skinniest jeans I've ever owned in my life. It's like, going full circle That's what I'm saying, those time. jeans, that's what made me think about it. I was actually thinking that night, like, damn, these jeans are way too skinny. Yeah. Like, they were way too skinny. Like, and I was a skinny dude, but they were, like, too damn yeah. skinny. Yeah. But uh, it was I a can't good get show. Any, I can't even get excited for the show because everyone's going to see my goods. Yeah, like it was. they were like that, basically. But it was yeah. it was a dick. good show, yeah, I think. Denim dick. It was, that was me, it's your boy. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a good show. It was interesting. I think Wiz was kind of pissed that night. Maybe. I don't even know. 
I think he sent out some tweets about it, like not having a green room because, you know, the way that venue was set up or whatever. Oh, I mean, he came through no. and rocked it and shit, but like, yeah, that show was I get crazy. that. You need your, yeah, we, I know. You need But that. this was before like Black and Yellow. This is before like everything. I mean, he was his mixtape shit, like when he so was So he on knew the rise, he was yeah. going to be big too. Yeah, yeah, but his mixtape, like I knew his mixtape shit, like everybody, yeah, like it was, yeah. it was, it was big back then. Christian OJ? Yeah, I think it was around yeah. then, so it was still pretty big. But like, yeah, that was. Oh, that's funny. But at the Robin Hood in Kent, yeah. <laughs> that's really, really funny. Yeah, it's funny to think about. Not just about. Obviously, I haven't thought about that place in. Yeah, who so has long. it? It's not even standing there. So like, long, yeah. but that was that was a staple in Kent to see acts mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. There was only like three that you could play. It was called you know fucking place changed name so many times like the avenue club chameleon i was about to say club chameleon yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. played there <laughs> that too was, that was another yeah. one played changed name so many times that might still be there but it's definitely something else okay uh, but yeah robin hood but it was a it was a yeah, very I think we played common a place, place called jb's there too i don't know if there's yeah. a place called jb's it's like a basement and then other place. places of course in kent they're like well we don't normally have musical acts but yeah you can play over there by the kitchen pretty much yeah <laughs> i've done several shows like that yeah. like that are just we popped up wherever the hell we could and like yeah, yeah for sure people are yeah. sitting down eating whatever i've done comedy in a bowling alley before wow i've seen people do their lanes and shit i'm just like hey guys i'm not gonna hit a strike but if you guys like me it might be a spare <laughs> and oh, everyone's man. like oh this guy's amazing yeah that's all a group of bowling <laughs> yeah. shows yeah. Here. So much. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. i said a, that that should <laughs> that be a staple opener. that should be a staple yeah. of your shows yeah. i love that <laughs> yeah we've done uh i mean i've seen comedy in pizza shops i've seen coffee I, shops dude, we saw comedy just in a straight-up restaurant like in in the middle down the street down here in lakewood uh uh-huh. it's actually where i first saw morales what place? oh nice uh it was at the distill table where uh oh that's what right. yeah the distill I, table i was there too I, I saw uh that place just closed down so yeah, the, I think the, they got brought back. The right? restaurant part closed down. I think the bar is still open, and they still like like make whiskey and rum and shit. Yo, so, this is still the, why I think it's like a really small place, right? Yeah, it's not a big place. Okay, yo, I feel like that's like my homie Broken Keys. That's like his cousin, his cousin's place. Like his cousin like owns that place. Like he's a chef. I it's think. a relatively it new place. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. around for like two or three years. Yeah, right? that's his, yeah, that's in the family. Yes, yeah, baby, mm-hmm. yeah, cousin. No shit, cousin Eddie. Shout out. That's his. No I think sh- the guy that owned the place was kind of like a shorter, stocky dude. Yeah, cousin Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, cousin Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know him. Well, I call. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's my cousin. He's not really my cousin, obviously, but yeah, you know, it, that's, it, that's my. It, homie. it was actually it was a bummer about that place because cousin, uh, yeah. the food was very good. Yo, it just it just opened up. He's like a yeah. It's like basically just a bad time. You know, and anytime a new business, especially a restaurant, opens, I know margins are really, really thin when you start, and then this shit happens. Right. I mean, man, you know, yeah, he, put, going, he put you know? a lot into that though. Yeah. He's a he's a great. Cook it was a really cool yeah, place. There was good I, comedy shows there. There were good. There the, were good, really good comedy shows yeah, there in the back room. The food was really, really wow, good. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that that is the first time that I. It, it's funny. That's the first time I saw Morales, but I didn't know it at the time. So when I did uh, my first comedy show, it's actually how I met Brian. Nice. Uh, when I was putting that on, I was doing the podcast with somebody else, and uh, uh, John Armstrong put everything together. He grabbed Morales, he grabbed Brian, um, and uh, as soon as I started getting like their Instagram and messaging, and I'm like, I fucking saw this dude. Where have I seen this dude before? And then I remembered it was at the distill table. I remember because it was kind of awkward <laughs> because it was like noon on a Sunday. People are like trying to eat I their didn't food do this and show. shit, <laughs> and, like, dude. Right. And I'm like, I'm wow. watching like. Morales was funny. I'm watching Joey Gentile, who was kind of, I guess, hosting maybe, mm-hmm. go up there and tell shit that made me uncomfortable. And I can't imagine what he was it would hosting be like at headlining. if I was eating with my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's just telling like these weird Tinder that. gross requests. And That was about a year ago, that show. 
Yeah, about that. Actually. I remember. I remember that show. Asked it was me to about be on. That. I was like, "What time? Like noon?" I was like, "Comedy show at noon." On nah, a Sunday I'm gonna go back in a to restaurant. Bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's and then I ran into. I started seeing everyone's picture. I was like, "Oh, I've seen you before. I saw you at the still table." And Morales was like. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> he told me, "Are you doing that show?" I was like, but he "No." Was funny. <laughs> he was, but he was funny though. Morales told that that story about uh, um, when he was he hooked up with that girl on Tinder and like her daughter walked in the room. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a funny and like his delivery on that it's, is like hilarious. It's like, wild. I've always found him funny just because of how just kind of deadpan. So yeah. with, like these stories where most people would just be over exuberant telling this outrageous story. Dave's like, shit happened. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> Dave, it's that's so why perfect. he's so funny in his, his delivering his jokes. I've always found him funny. I was, I was, when I was doing LVT last week, the open mic I run over here, Dave came up and I, I drank, I, I realized I drank two, two glasses of Hennessy. Whoa. Right. Like I drank two glasses of Hennessy and I wasn't drunk at all, but the audience didn't like me. Cause I was hosting and I got to keep going up and I was like, Oh fuck. And I'm trying, I'm trying. And I'm like, I'm good on Hennessy. Like after the second one, I was like, I can't do this. I took a shot of tequila and then I, I bring Dave up and the audience hated me. So like, it's weird. Like hosting that shit when the audience doesn't like you because subconsciously it's like, I want to make them like me, but in reality it's like, just move the fuck on. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, I remember I was bringing Dave up and I was like, guys, your next comic. Every time I have narcissistic thoughts, I talk to my good friend. Keep it going for Dave Morales. And people start clapping. They didn't even hear the intro. And then the first thing Dave says, he grabs the mic and he goes, wow, I'm narcissistic, huh? And then looks me in the eyes and I laugh uncomfortably. I'm like, oh, shit. And, and Dave was getting him laughing and shit. And after I was like, Dave, I didn't mean to say it. it just came out. He goes, I don't care. We just started laughing about it. And then I think I did a shot with him. Nice. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, Dave's just fucking. I, I, I might see if he wants to come up tonight. He's a man. Yeah, yeah, Dave's, yeah. Dave's Dave, a fucking Dave's man. really the, fun. We've the King of Lorraine. That's what I call him. The King for of sure. Lorraine. Yeah, I, I'll, Dory, I'll vouch for that. Yeah. 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 Not, not, like, he did our, our the first show, and then when Brian stepped in to do the podcast with me and we did the row show, he hosted the row show. He was awesome. You know, Dave's always always fun to work with. He's a funny yeah. dude. Yeah, very chill. Always shows me a good time. Fun to hang yeah. out with. Yeah. Fun to work with. Yep. We got to figure something out here, because I, I, I love the idea of ending a show with music. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. obviously, I know it's kind of a nightmare right now. Hell, even put on comedy shows is kind of hard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the one that he and I are, are literally just kind of confirmed, and I'm seeing texts go across right now about it, yeah. about confirming just the times. I mean, we we had two planned that have been canceled, uh-huh. and now we're going to try for a third time. I think a we'll patio. be able to, Yeah, on a patio. So we'll be. I think we'll be okay now. But even then, it's kind of hard. We have to space people out, so... I'd like to when things hopefully get back to normal. Maybe we can kind of hook up and do something where we yeah, absolutely. get a show together yeah. and just kind of let you close everything out. I think it'd be so. It's just such a different thing to add, and you're bringing and now you're bringing in music people who can check out the comedy and comedy people who can check out the music. Right. It's a good yeah, way to kind of right. cross it's, promote. It's work, it, work, uh, honestly, it's 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 artists working together in different forms and oh, kind of sure. subconsciously learn. Like I learned shit from watching rappers. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys were vibing, I was like, oh shit, like. People were like, people were laughing, and then it just turned into everyone's like, "Ah, oh, we don't gotta let." And then everyone just started like connecting to the music, and it's very well, that's it's a th- cool thing. I, that, that's what I think's yeah. cool about it is yeah. that you're you're at a comedy show, and then all of a sudden, like, wait, they're gonna bring up music to close this out? Yeah. I would definitely hang out and check that out. I yeah. think that's a I just think that's a different vibe, and again, yeah. maybe bringing some people from your side who hasn't seen these guys and vice right. versa. I think it's, I mean, just 
Cleveland artists helping yeah, Cleveland Dave, artists, man. Dave has been doing a pretty good job with that. So especially like last summer, he would, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, he, because we did a lot of shows. I did a lot of shows last summer. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's a very cool thing. I, I like that get a lot. Us involved. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be a group thing. It's it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we should do I'm that. Well, so yeah. plug your stuff. Uh, I know obviously we can find your stuff everywhere. Like I'm, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have your IG my, everywhere. Whatever you want to plug. My IG is Mook the God. That would be M O O K E D A G O D. You know, no spaces or anything like that. But don't forget the E because there's a lot of other Mooks out there. But you know, a lot of them don't have E's. So that would make <laughs> that would make Mook right. That's not Mook. So uh, yeah. like, well, actually, before we close, where how do you come up with your name? Uh, well, my name is, uh, I guess it was just a childhood nickname that my mom gave me. Uh, she just called me Mook, um, and it just kind of stuck. And then when I was trying to figure out a stage name, I was like, I can't think of anything. I'm just going to just go by what everybody calls me, like friends, family, yeah, and stuff like that. So, uh, and then I guess like, I guess a couple of years into it, I was like, I need, I need to just add something onto my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For whatever reason, I was like, I need to just add something just so I could throw it on there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like. I was like, ah, move to God, whatever, and I just, I just said it on the track, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, and I was just like, all right, well, shit, I move to God. I like now. the name. I, I do. I like it but, a lot. Uh, I think that's another thing with like music. We were talking about siphoning through. Mm-hmm. When I see a cool name, I almost want it to be something that I'm gonna dig, and I'll check that out. I like your name a lot. That's, Thanks, that's man. Why. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a nickname. I really do. I really like it's it a lot. Cool. I was like, wanted something to have like a stamp that I could put on like yeah. every song, so people know it's me. Whether I'm yeah. doing a feature, you know, I just you know, I'd be like, move to God, like. Right before each verse or on every song that I do, it's like a stamp. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of got that from like Mike Jones. You know, he was Mike his, oh. he was Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, he would say his name on every song, and I thought oh, that was fucking shit. genius. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is incredibly genius. He like, was a badass because not only did he put his name in, like he's like, hey, here's my phone number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he put his own number in there. Yeah, and that was all just his marketing. I thought Legendary. was genius. So I thought like I need to just do something. I need to say my name on every song, and that is kind of where I got that from. But yeah. uh, that it's yeah, great. you can find me on spotify apple music i'm on all the streaming services uh mook to god i have an ep called glamorous uh that's out i have a current single that i just put out in april called rip rip produced and featuring well produced by and featuring connor musara that's in circulation currently it's my latest work it's crazy uh i am currently working on a project as well uh with my bandmate uh broken keys where he's producing uh, the beats for me and I'm rapping usually you know we've had a band called Smokescreen um, for 13 years we're still active we're still doing stuff but I think right now I'm just going to focus on putting out some solo stuff yeah. as is he um, he put out a really cool project last year called uh, Distant Mood um, available on all streaming platforms it's totally different he's super talented it's too. not rap or anything it's like totally different from what we do so definitely get into that but me yeah. and him are going to put out a project um, pretty soon here actually um, you know what I'm saying? I think in like September is what we're aiming for. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put out a single from that project, uh, pretty soon here as well. Probably within, you know, sometime soon before the project drops. So I'm thinking like August sometime, no exact date yet, but the single is going to be called bubble tea. Nice. Um, and it's cool. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a fun song about bubble tea. It's, it's like hard though. Like my songs are like weird and, but they like hit really hard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, yeah, so we got this project coming out. Uh, I can't really say the title or anything like that yet, but look forward to a project for me and Broken Keys coming very soon. Hell yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Things are really different now with, you know, no live shows and stuff, so we're going to have to get really creative with the way we kind of promote it and 
and stuff like that. But yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. That's how I got coming. If it's cool, once you come out bubble tea, I want to use the beat, make a parody song called Lacroix. Ooh, okay. That's all right. Nice. Yeah, it'll be like the dry remix. Yeah, it'll be a dry remix. It'll yeah. be about. It'll be like five dollars for a twelve pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, actually, you know what? I was when I was riding bubble tea, like I was actually kind of sipping on a bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like I was, you know, thinking about bubble tea, but blah blah yeah. blah. But yeah, so Mook to God, uh, yeah, project with Broken Keys coming out. Glamorous is now available um on all streaming platforms you should really check that out there's some cool club vibes that were inspired by like pharrell missy and like yeah. a lot of people in the united kingdom so uh yeah and that's what i'm currently working on i do modeling part-time too so if you need some modeling done hit me up for your lookbooks and your garments and your jewelries whatever book them yeah. yeah i also do modeling it's it's really slowed down since 2008 but wow okay I, yeah, yeah i'm getting very fewer and fewer gigs <laughs> uh, it's a very specialized magazine keeps reaching out to me but that's for another <laughs> okay okay <laughs> what song i subscribe <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah i'm with that what uh, song did you yeah like what song did you want to end up on at the end of this oh probably yeah, song we yeah. vibe to yeah yeah, I keep we keep talking about Club Atlantis, but I want to do Rip Rip though. Oh uh, yeah, 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 because that's probably my most current work. So yeah, Rip well, Rip. Yeah, this is. Uh, well, rip, that's what everyone's rip. gonna hear. Everybody enjoy Rip Rip from Mook to God. Yeah, produced by Connor Musara and featuring Connor Musara, and uh, yeah, we got tons of stuff. Look up Connor Musara on all the streaming platforms too. He dropped a crazy project earlier this year. A, yeah. a EP, six songs. Each song is one minute, and they all slap. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's great stuff. Yeah, Mook to God, Rip Rip, produced by Connor Musara. Awesome. Well, hey, Bart, thanks so much for coming on. Yo, thanks for It was really cool talking Joe, to you, man. Brian, uh, yeah, I appreciate we'll, we'll, it. We'll figure something out where we can, hell, you can just come back on and we can just bullshit about stuff, man. You seem to, yeah. you know, not just dig music, you seem to just kind of dig life. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got some stories. Well, good. I got to end it off stories. with, hey, wabba wabba. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. That's fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I bet not hear none of y'all fakers out there talking about some wabba wabba. Yeah, know. we talking wabba yeah. wabba. Yeah, y'all know who started that. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to explain it. Just leave it. Yeah, nah, that's fire. The Guiltless Podcast. So thank you guys for having of me. Of course. Thank you. Appreciate it. So enjoy Rip Rip and Mook the God. Mook thank the God. You, All right. Here to let it rip, rip. Nigga, move the guy, don't need no motherfucking dip. Ruffles on deck, cheddar, sour cream chips. House of tame, pity tea, fully loaded drip. Keep a pocket full of stones for the energy. Got the melon in the same color as Hennessy. Got the bag yelling so loud, smelling menacing. If you don't know what's by now, then you finna see. Taking this shit over like Corona. Bitch, I'm hot like Tucson, Arizona. Been cooking, smell the fresh aroma. Y'all been sleeping on me like a coma. Thrift store shirt, but my jeans McQueen. This gon' work, I don't need a team. I've been doing numbers, I'ma lead the league. Did it on my own, I ain't need machines. See a leap boy cruising USA. I can make a hit song by mistake. Everybody better duck like tape It's 2020 and you're still wearing bait Seen your first week numbers, that's a sad story On a magnolia, need to clap for it Hit the boots, I'll shuffle till my stomach hurts I'm on Kazam, Shaq, Diesel on the backboard 
Peel off and made a lane, I am that boy Heating up like climate change on him Everybody weak, I can't put the blame on him I'm in the floor seats, I don't play games with him This is all me, I don't need a team This rap shit, probably just a waste of energy I'm trying to find the best way to give back to the kids I should teach a master class on how to talk shit Get a let it rip, rip Nigga move the guy, don't need no motherfucking dip Ruffles on deck, cheddar, sour cream chips House of tame, pity tea, fully loaded drip Get a let it rip, 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 rip Get a let it rip, rip, rip.